Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we see new movies. Ah, it feels good to say. It's been a while since I got to say that sentence. It's been a while since I got to host the Hot Take, reclaim the power, sit upon the podcast throne, <laughs> just be full, full of just fiery energy. Um, oh, it's good to be back. I'm Robbie. I'm your, uh, you can call me King. You can call me the King for the day. <laughs> Your pie. I'm the I'm the king with the microphone. I'm the guy. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Diana Demuro. Hi, hey, how are you, D? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm just hoping the cats that are in the room with me don't knock things over while we're recording. So, pre- yeah, hear Diana scream. PSA. <laughs> yeah. If any light yeah. bulbs break, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, it's the cats. She's not in a fit of rage. Fucking, uh, fucking shit up over here. Fucking shit up. <laughs> Hot takes. What are they? Where do they come from? We're not the only podcast on Story Screen. Story Screen presents the host of many podcast articles and reviews. So when you're done with this, head over to our website, check out the other shit that we do. But we'll talk more about that later. Uh, but yeah, hot takes. A show. We see new movies. Review these movies. Spoiler free in the first half. Spoilers in the second half. It's <laughs> we the usual spoil stuff. It. We spoil. I tell you who dies. Yeah. Uh, it's the usual, the usual shit. But uh, D, we saw a movie that you and I talked about very recently on an episode of Story Screen Reports because it's been in, in the media. We it's did. been a lot of drama, a lot of drama surrounding this Off-screen movie. Off screen drama. Off screen drama. Psychological thriller happening in in real life, unfolding before our eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, you know, we wanted to to cover it and give it give it uh, the story screen review. You know, see see where we stack up. But uh, yeah, we saw "Don't Worry, Darling," the movie that maybe needs no introduction, but has Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, Olivia Wilde, directed by Olivia Wilde. Um, it's crazy. It's a crazy little movie. But uh, <laughs> but Diana, what's your what's your hot take on "Don't Worry, Darling"? Uh. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I think my take is that it looked great. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked real, real nice. It had a lot of good peeps. And it started out okay. I was into it for the ride, for the beginning. And then it had some twists and turns that I feel maybe didn't pay off as well as they were intended. So it was okay. Good, not great. Yeah. That's my, my short my short answer. Yeah. I think my hot take on this movie is that it's not as bad as everyone says yeah. it is. It's not that bad. It's not, it's not that bad. It's not that good. But that's fine. It's, it's not that good. I think that it's a movie that is... I think it's a movie that the marketing for it, outside of the insane level of, like... Uh, controversy. Oh, yes. I think besides that, I think the the actual marketing of the movie has been pushing that this movie is kind of a complex psychological thriller. I think yeah. this movie is very shallow. It's not complex. I think it's, it's not. It's pretty pretty easy to follow. It has a fun twist, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> it's not really like. Uh, but yeah, D, I agree. I think it looks really good, and like you know, we we talked a little bit when we did. Uh, the review roundup for Story Screen Reports. Right. The movie had a 
uh, I think it was like a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. So the, the movie, it had 100 reviews. So the reviews Ooh. were fucking bad. Yeah. But the ones that I chose that we read on the episode were, you know, they were pretty middling. Uh, and I do think that that's kind of right. A line yeah. like, you know, we saw a lot of like C minuses. Yeah. Five out of tens, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that yes. this movie is like... <laughs> Like for me, for me, if I if I had a at a ten score, I'd be like it's a six. Yeah, mm. at a, I was like C minus is not good if you were in school, but um, it's I guess not <clears throat> a, not an F. So it's like, it's not an F. It's like all right, I guess it, yeah. it's middling, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen some headlines where people are calling this trash. Uh, I don't know if it's quite. It's not trash. The whole movie. Maybe there's It's like a very good looking piece of trash if that's what someone you Yeah, know. there might be some trashy sequences, but yeah, overall, yeah. I would say not bad. Yeah. I um, think that it's it's getting very like unnecessarily dragged uh in a lot of reviews and and in general and I just kind of like don't necessarily like fully align with that. I don't again, like I don't think the movie is like we, I went into this movie expecting like going to be a fucking garbage truck on fire, right? And I'm like, it is simply just a garbage truck. But the trailer <laughs> looked so good, so I the trailer's I, really good. I think if we hadn't got all of that drama rama, maybe our expectations would have been higher. But yeah, all of that, you know, Venice release, all of the memeable looks from Chris Pine. I thought Chris Pine was quite good, but I think he could be in it more or like maybe he just didn't have that much to do when he was there he was good yeah um, his character also you know they're they're all just kind of playing like again the, the movie's very shallow so yeah. like the performances really bring it home uh there's much scuttlebutt about harry styles performance in the movie he's again i don't think great he's not that good i don't <laughs> think he's that again i don't think he's that bad though i don't think he's like yeah but i with think the, with um, the energy of what you see online i don't think he's that bad yeah i think the issue is that there are a lot of legitimately good actors in the movie so definitely by comparison he seems pretty bad but in the like yeah just general acting he's okay he's got some room to improve yeah he's all right. i would say the thing that i was and i was probably more dialed into it because of like how much scuttlebutt there is about mm. him not being good. I For me, it was like, I feel like he, when he's doing like more like, you know, uh, playing the role of just like a guy who, you know, in this like weird, without spoiling it, like, you know, dystopian 50s. Yes. And he's being like Mr. Good Husband. Right. He does that fine. And he, he plays like the nonchalantness well. But in a lot of scenes... That require him to do, like, high energy. I think he's, like, fine in. But I do think where he really lacks is, like, you know, a lot of acting happens when you're not saying lines. Or when yes. you're between lines. And when you're just, like, in a scene and have to exist. Like, he, there's so much, like, subtle acting. And he's, like... He's, like, a, just, a damp potato. Yeah, it's, like, well, it's just, like, someone didn't turn him on yet. It's yeah. just, like, they're gonna he's gonna turn on in a little bit. He Don't is. Worry. He's sort of, like, AI, yeah. but, like, the plug is out. And, yeah, he's powered down for a minute. He needs, like, the motion sensor to activate him. Yeah. I think it's, like, a thing that you never really think about. But when it's not prevalent... Like, you know, like, good editing in a movie, you don't really notice. But right. bad editing is, like, pretty easy to see. I think when you see someone who's like, you know, like uh, 
Robert Downey Jr. has like a, like a lot of actors have like um, scenes where they're always kind of eating something and it's like a prop that they uh, use. Like sure. there's a lot of scenes where Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. It's like eating a bag of like peanuts or something in a scene as he's like talking to someone because right. it kind of like gives him a little bit more like fluidity in his performance and, and sure. uh, a little bit more like, you know, it's like a prop. I dropped my phone. That's what the sound was. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, he's not. He's not that great, though. He's not great. He's not that great. He's not. Yeah, he's not as charismatic as he is as a performer in the music yeah. genre. So eh, that's okay. That's I all right. Agree with that. Maybe he'll take a break, or maybe he'll do some some theater or something where he can practice more. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see the Harry Styles comeback story happen so i i just i uh brought up the rotten tomatoes again because but when we reviewed it or when we talked about it on story screen reports the movie hadn't come out yet so these right. are all like the pre-reviews the people who got screeners right, venice film right, festival right. folks shit like that so right now there's 284 reviews on the critic side 39 percent. so it went up slightly marginally in, uh, another and <laughs> yeah. another 200 reviews it, it went up slightly okay the the audience score has over a thousand plus ver- verified ratings audience score is like you know uh you got your average joe just going in there sure. you know just giving their hot take just like us uh 75 <laughs> percent really that's higher than i expected exactly i was yes. thinking like a 54 maybe <laughs> No, it seems like audiences are are into it. Okay. Uh, for the most part, are they more into it than, you know. They're more into it than your critic, which is usually which the is case. Fine. That's fine. I mean, some people, so some of these, some of these are fucking funny. So like there's a one star review. Her name's Samantha. This is on the, the audience review. Okay. Not one moment of this movie was believable. <laughs> which, you know, I that's what I could, for all movies, I want to just see <laughs> Jurassic uh, Park, one star. Not one moment of this. Not one. Well, not maybe, one maybe moment of this. Scenes in the jungle were believable, so maybe five minutes of Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Dennis, a five star review. The story was cool. The acting was really good, and Miss Wild did an amazing. Sorry, did a great job of directing. I tried to guess what was really going on throughout the movie, and I wasn't even close. Well done, five stars. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Deanna, one star. The movie was hard to understand and not very good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it seems like uh, you know, it's audiences. I mean, there's also a thousand reviews yeah. on that end of it. So you know, it's not Rotten Tomatoes, not the best metric to use for sure. anything. But I do think it's an interesting thermometer. I think, uh, especially for movies like this. I know. I feel like, you know, with your comment about it being like very surface level, like, and me saying spoon fed, I think that Olivia Wilde tried to reference a lot of movies or like take aspects of other thriller type movies or mysteries. Paint some homages. I, I guess, but I don't know if it works that well. Like it, there are some even like lines of dialogue where I was like, did she realize that this was in get out? Like, did she realize that, you know, like, and I'm like, you know, is she subconsciously digesting these other movies and trying 
to yeah like you said pay homage to them or or take the bits and pieces that she likes and work it in which is fine but uh it doesn't always pay off it's just not as good like this is not as good of a twilight zone episode as nope (laughs) no it certainly it certainly is not yeah no i don't think the movie i think the movie starts off really strong i think that like i like i remember the, the beginning of the movie i'm just like oh yeah this is like pretty cool and you know, I think the beginning of a of a, of a lot of movies, yeah. they're it's kind of like allowed to be surface level. Sure. Like like I think your your second act is kind of when you use the first one and you start adding layers, you start adding yeah. complexities, and you start rewarding your audience for paying attention by kind of like adding layers to the plot that they've been watching. I think that first hour, though, I feel like we were all enjoying it pretty well when it was just like. Yeah, well, I've been not really getting also. into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not getting into like the bad what what's going on here kind of plot, but yeah, um, just like seeing them live in this sort of fifties s community lifestyle was pretty fun. But yeah, and them being kind of like surreal, like yeah, you know, and everyone being very pretty. <laughs> everyone being very pretty. Their cars yeah, I mean, being very pretty. Yeah, all the things. Everybody drinking a lot all the time. Yeah. Even the pregnant lady. <laughs> yes. Well, and I do think, like, I'm very curious, you know, to talk about the big twist of the movie. Because it yeah. is a movie. It's it's the type of movie that has one big twist. And that's that's just the kind of movie it is. You've seen it yeah. before. You've seen it before. We've all seen this kind of movie before. And I think that's, like, the thing that, you know, it reminds me, like, with Joker that kind of reminds me of this movie like where there becomes such like a, a meta scuttlebutt and kind of like hive mind. And like, everyone's like talking about this movie before it comes out with Joker. Yeah. It was just like, is this movie going to radicalize, radicalize people? Is this movie going to like give incels like the, the clout they need to be more incels? I don't know. <laughs> and then with like, don't worry, darling, it was getting kind of like pushed. I think at first in its marketing as just like, Oh, it's this, this movie that's going to be like, you know, it's very much it's about feminism. It's about the female condition, uh, and then yeah. it became more about it's like weird uh, drama. You know, drama yeah. happening like pretty much at every turn of the movie. Yeah, and I think like when when that happens with a movie that I think is like a little bit typically at the fault of the director and creators, but also like kind of like you know gets into the hands of of culture and the sure. zeitgeist kind of turns it into something else. Like like with Joker, you can find interviews of Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips being like, I don't know. It might be dangerous. I don't know. Like them not really like kind of like letting the movie necessarily speak for itself, but also like they probably didn't want to be like, this movie's not controversial <laughs> like because like yeah. they want people to see it. Right. Right. Um, so like, but I do think it kind of like, you know, it just opens these movies to so much more scrutiny. That's true. And, you know, people are like, all right, well you tell me that this is like, yeah, this thing for smart people, so I'm gonna smart people the fuck out of this movie, and they're just like, you there know, was it's also like, hard. even if even if we didn't get into the disclosure of like there being tension between Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde, like I think we talked about this on Story Screen Reports too, but like there was already the long lead up of her separating from Jason Sudeikis, the fact that she's yeah. dating Harry Styles now. Blah, that was probably the blah, first blah, blah. thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there was already going to be a lot of, like, oh, Harry Styles is starring in it, and now he's dating the director, you know? Oh, you know? And, like, so there was already that going on, but then, like, the more latent 
elements of, of Florence Pugh and kind of all of the awesome memes that came out of that. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, and Chris Pine and just, yeah, that whole reaction to the Venice Film Festival, you know, premieres and all those things. I was just, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was, and we, it was some we, good read, drama. we read we read one review on Sword Screen Reports that was like, you know, it's a shame that the drama surrounding the movie is like a more engaging yeah. psychological thriller. Yeah. And it just is because like, you know, the drama around the movie is far more complex True. and mysterious. And you don't know what's going on. You're left unsatisfied, but like in a good way. <laughs> Whereas this movie, like, not to spoil it, but like it ends with a bow. Like you're just like, yeah. I get it. Like, yeah. not much to not much to read between the lines here. No, there really <laughs> isn't a lot to read between the lines. And, you know, granted, like, I, I feel like I expected part of the twist, but then I think, you know, the, the actual full on twist was a little different than what I yeah, saw. Yeah, with the double down on yeah. was like, oh, it's this. Okay. But then the fact that they do that is they make it so literal they're like, no, yeah. it's this. And you're like, oh, okay. And that kind yeah. of removes some of the fun. Because I think some of the fun is trying to puzzle it out yourself. So. Yeah, and I think like, you know, something like uh, Get Out. Yeah. Get Out's a great movie. It's one of the best movies made in the past like few years. Get Out is also a movie that's like kind of predicated on like a big twist. But the big, piss, the, the big twist is like so outlandish. Yeah. And it's not super, like, they explain to you kind of, like, the lore behind the twist. Right. But it's not, like, super easy to kind of, like, grasp. And, like, because it's, like, it's something that's so metaphorical that's, like, made so actualized in the movie. Like, you know, like, a white person trying to, you know, wear a black person's body. You know, kind of just the the fetishism and, and, like, usurping of, like, black culture. Right. I think what Jordan Peele and I think what, like, comedy writers really do so well with metaphor and making it like so literal with a hammer is that it feels like way more impactful and like uh it's a lot more fun to kind of dive into and analyze whereas like the big twist in don't worry darling is more of like a a genre based one yeah and uh it just kind of speaks for itself yeah you know true i agree yeah what'd you think of uh the rest of the cast i mean florence Pugh. She's always yeah. Good. I mean, it's a shame for Harry Styles to be placed next to Florence Pugh yeah. because because she's you know. great. Yeah, and she acts circles around most anyone she's next to. Yeah. So she's she's amazing. I mean, everything the review said about her being the best part of the movie is true. A fact. Yeah, is a fact. I thought Gemma Chan was pretty cool. She's a weirdo. She sort of like just comes in as this boss bitch all the yeah. time in, in the few movies that I've seen her in. <laughs> I, uh, I like Nick Kroll. I like Nick Kroll. Uh, I really liked, uh, was it Kate Berlant? I thought oh, she yeah. was really good. She's in, um, uh, she was also in A League of Their Own, which I just finished watching not that long ago. She's, okay. She's good. Um, I like seeing uh, Jonah from Veep in the oh, movie. Yes. Uh, Timothy Simons. Yes. <laughs> He's um, fun. Playing, mean, playing I, like a similar character, which I thought was funny. Yeah. And I, I actually like Olivia Wilde as an actress. I think she was good in the role she was in. I think in. she's great. I yeah. think she's great in the movie. Yeah. I think she has a moment in, we'll talk about later, that's just kind of like, oh, oh, you're revealing Every, the whole reason you do this. Yeah. <laughs> and everything. now it's time to go. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think the supporting cast is all really good. I think Harry Styles is like, 
the one that's that feels the weakest because of like the strength that surrounds him, you know. Right. Yeah. Chris Chris Pine is good. Chris Pine is um, good. It's it's a shame he doesn't have more to do. I kind of wanted more Chris Pine. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Th- well, there's like two different ways to go about it. I feel like his character, without getting into too much spoiler territory, could have really been hidden until the very end of the movie and been like a Wizard of Oz Oz kind of character. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And just we don't see him until the very end or he could have been used a lot more. But he's sort of in between and it's a little strange and it feels like he's being underutilized because he is very good. I think he's just like, you know, he's placed into this role of, of just like big bad antagonist. Yeah. And you don't like ever really learn his like you know, his motivations for why he's doing this, which is revealed to be pretty huge and would require, I think, a lot more than one man is capable of. And none of that's really explained. And it's like pretty funding this. Yeah. Who's doing who designed these things? Like, what's going on? (laughs) You know, like it can't just be him. No. And um. And it's left pretty mysterious, which is like, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You don't want a movie to kind of, like, bog itself down with details about, like, certain things. Especially about, like, the twist in the movie. I think it would have, like, been, like, boring if they spent too much time being, like, and that's what this is all about. The already kind of too long, like, so... It's too long. It, yeah. it would have tacked it on more. That would have been more if this was, like, a limited series or something like that to really get into yeah. that, but... Or they could have just taken out a little bit of some of the early sequences of the ladies shopping and stuff like that. But that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because like those moments like are kind of the most like fun parts of the movie. Like they're the most enjoyable because mm-hmm. you just have like four actresses who are very good. Yeah, like, that's true. Doing like a skit essentially, yeah, you know, like isn't it true. weird that we're here? I don't yeah. know. And like that's one of like the best parts of like tension in the movie, even though it ends up being like fucking so like excuse me but fucking pedestrian <laughs> like of them being like isn't this like isn't this so fun it's a little weird when this happens like yeah. don't say that don't say that don't let anyone hear you say that it's just like yo I've, we've all fucking seen this movie yeah we've all fucking seen this movie yes. like what's going on <laughs> like there's nothing there's nothing really that like yeah there's not a lot of unique no yeah. no Which is I think there's a lot of like t- it's unfortunate I think there's a lot of like technical originality a lot of like behind the camera like stuff that like feels like unique or at least like you know evolved from something interesting and it's like again painting homage but nothing on the the weakest part of the movie is is on a story level on like a writing level i think i agree and it's interesting because i was checking the screenwriter is the same as uh the person that wrote Olivia's last movie, so Booksmart. Yeah, it's Katie Silver Silverman who also wrote Booksmart. Um, yeah, and has kind of done a lot more sort of romantic comedy comedy type writing. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if in this case, I know it may be based on a book. I'm not positive. I don't really know. Uh, yeah, it seems like, because it's a story by Carrie Van Dyke and Shane yeah. Van Dyke. Um, so I wonder. But, so um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure what the deal with that is. Yeah, but, uh, 
you know, because I liked Booksmart a lot and I thought a lot of that worked well, but that might be because that is purely comedy, you know? So if that's sort of this writer's wheelhouse, it might be a little bit different to kind of break into the like thriller mystery, uh, you know? Um, It's funny because the comedy in this movie like always works, I think. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's to her credit. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like a lot of scene... together or if she'll try and go with another writer. On we'll the see. Next one. I mean, I, you know, with all of this happening and stuff like I, it, it doesn't make me not want to see Olivia Wilde make more shit. It makes me want it makes me like, all right, can you make another movie but not have any of this fucking bullshit go on? Yeah. So I read her next movie is going to be a biopic about gymnast Carrie Strug. Which you might be a little young for, but I yes, I'm not familiar. Was so fucking into that Summer Olympics, and there's also really awesome Saturday Night Live skits where Chris Kattan plays Carrie Strug, and then they had the real Carrie Strug on because her voice is very high pitched. So it's like this whole, you know, quasi abusive coach, dream team. She hurts herself. She's still like oh, Thomas and McKenzie yeah. is the so she talks. Exactly. So Thomason is going to be Carrie Strug, which is so good. And I can't wait to show you after this. I'll send you some Saturday Night Live skits about Carrie Strug because they're so funny. Yeah, I'm curious. They're so funny. I'm curious. Uh, So good. So I kind of hope that that movie's fun, but we'll see. That's a weird one to to do. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I think, I think uh, Olivia Wilde, it seems like there is plenty of fault at her feet yeah. about how this movie came out. Um, but, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily make me not want to see her do more stuff. I'm just like, I'm game. Yeah. Just, you gotta, you just gotta do it. Sure. Like, let's just see, you know, let, let's make a movie that has no controversy around it. Again. Interesting. Let's, let's like, yeah. do it again. But, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a little, it is a little disappointing. You know, I think that there's, I don't know, I guess, like, I would say that there's enough here in this movie that, like, you know, I would, I'd be like, maybe if certain things change, it wouldn't be, you know, as middling. But it's like, you know, you can't really yeah. add, you can't always add depth it's like, to a movie like this. Yeah. You know, it just kind of is what it is. It's like White Lady Get Out, but not funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, like Get Out for fucking Karens. And, like. <laughs> yeah, and it's not Stepford Wives, because Stepford Wives is a satire. Yeah. And so it's sort of like... It's not a satire because it's really playing it straight. You know, it's playing it for drama, not for laughs. So, yeah, I think like, you know, when it's being I think in in the beginning of the movie, when it's like surreal and mysterious, that's like pretty cool. Totally. But yeah, once it gets to the point where it's like really playing it straight, it's just kind of just like, I don't know, there's not really much here that like is really pushing anything that new you know like yeah. it's just kind of yeah it is it is what it is right <sighs> you ready for well, spoilies d, i am ready for spoilies <laughs> all right so if you haven't seen so d yeah cu- curious would you would you recommend seeing don't worry darling i like i've said for some other movies this is more of a matinee for diana so i would say <laughs> not matinee a matinee for d not a full price or maybe wait for a streaming rental for your five ninety nine versus your fifteen to twenty bucks, so yeah, I will say when we saw it at a different theater and it was so loud. But I feel like when the movie started, it was kind of it was kind of worked. It yes. was like kind of cool. Yeah. So you know, if if anything, this movie maybe 
is a pretty cool theater experience, but I agree. I don't think it's a necessary theater experience. That's true. I guess in that regard, the sound design was pretty cool or just whoever the, yeah. did the soundtrack with where it's like all kind of disconcerting. Ooh, ah, yeah. Hey. It's like all weird noises where it's like, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, it's ah. cool. You know, you're kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. The, 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 and it's, the technical fine. elements of the movie are all good. Yeah. Like, the sound design, like you mentioned, the camera work, like the look vibe of the movie is all like very cool so and done pretty well. The composer is John Powell. And let's see what else what we he, got What here. he do? Uh, mm. It says music composed and conducted by, let's see, he's done Solo. He's done okay. some, oh, he's he did Born Identity. That makes more sense. Okay. And he's done a bunch of animated stuff like Ice Age and How to Train Your Dragon. So he's done some some stuff. Yeah. This movie had a good cinematographer as well. It did. Uh, the cinematographer's name is Matthew Labatique. And he good. did Black Swan, yeah. Requiem for a Dream, Pi, Star is Born. That's a pretty good movies. Very true. Some good looking flicks. Got a lot of people working on the sound department, so Yeah. There's there's a there's a team. So I don't know. Well, I don't know if I could credit one specific person because this is a, this is a lot of people. But well, you, usually the person who I think is like the big name and yeah. at the top, it's like you know they're yeah they're almost like directing the team. That makes sense beneath them in that way. But it is a collaborative effort. Sure. So. All right. So yeah, we think that uh, it's. I think it's. We can agree it's worth watching. Yeah. Just your mileage may vary, yeah. and you know how you want to spend your dollar may vary as well. I mean, you paid attention to the buzz on Twitter, so you might as well see what it's all about. Yeah, I'll say this: the movie is entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it is an entertaining. I was not bored at all. There, this movie. there are parts that made me laugh that I know were not meant to be funny. So at least there's that. <laughs> yeah, I think you can get you can get a lot out of this movie. <laughs> If you have the right mindset going in, but we are going to talk about specifics. So if you hadn't, if you have not seen, don't worry, darling. Uh, pause. Pause. Go see it. Come back. We're gonna spoil it. Or if you don't care, uh, I'm gonna tell you who does. Full so. spoils ahead. Full. Huh? Ahoy, matey. <laughs> Full spoils ahead. All right, we're gonna get that booty. We'll be right back. And we're back with spoilies for Do Not Worry, Darling. <laughs> Just kidding. It's it's Don't Worry, Darling. Do not do not worry, Darling. I saw an article that I haven't read yet that I need to that was like, mm. I wrote a thousand words about the fact that there's supposed to be a comma after Don't Worry. And I was like... <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I want to know what, how this. Like, I also, I also want to know, as someone who's always trying to be better with grammar yes. and, and struggles with it, don't I would worry, like a thousand words darling. about that. Yeah. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's just Damn. funny. It's just funny. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Claire sent me um, something on Instagram. It was like quotes of people. It's like like what they were thinking the whole time they were watching Don't Worry Darling. Uh-oh. One was just like, wow, I really want like a glass of scotch. Yes. But my favorite was, <laughs> it seems like all of the actors in this movie are in different movies. Oh. And I was like, that's like so true. Though. They're not <laughs> like, wrong. They're all in, they're all in different movies and somehow they're here. Yes. And it's, it's, you know, kind of Yes. Oh. Um, so the, the big spoiler for the movie 
is that it's a sci-fi. It's the village. I wish it was actually the village. That's my hot take. Like, like I, it ended. Like it ended kind of like on the big. Yeah. Or I just I I wish it was actually a physical place. Like I wish that Chris. P- the simulation begs a lot of questions. Yeah. So that's the part that really fell yeah. flat for me. Is I wish that Chris Pine's Wizard of Oz character was like a Jeffrey Bezos, and he he just like pump some money into some theme park location in in cheap desert Nevada where the land is cheap yeah. and it's like a West world. I wish it was like an actual physical place that these people had to get out of like the village. I think I would have been like, oh, it's like the village. But I still think that would have been cooler than the next step of the twist where it goes full like, no, this is virtual reality, baby, and her eyeballs can't close ever. You know, yeah. like, it's just like, ugh. No, I, uh, I agree with that. I think that's, I think that is very astute. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and that's not something I really thought about, like, how I, I also, I think I would have desired for it to be just, like, a, a corporal place. Yeah. You know, an actual, like, physical place that they're in that's just kind of weird. Yeah. Because I think that, like, yeah, I, I do think it goes for a bit of, like, a Westworld type thing. Um, and, and I think what it really is trying to go for is, like, by doing it as the simulation, the thing the thing that you do get out of it that you wouldn't get with the corporal place, you know, of it being a, a actual spot, is that uh, she is, like, the... Uh, she's a completely kept woman, you know? She oh, yeah. is... She is bound. She is not even in like, you know, she, her her reality is even taken away from her, you know, like and it's up to the husband to like take care of her. You know, it's like you have to you're in charge of keeping her alive. That's and the, like, like the most fucked up and also weakest link, because I feel like at least like in the Matrix, they were in these like umbilical cord pod of goo that was feeding yeah, them. Yeah, the and, goo and, fed know, them. Like, mm-hmm. here it's kind of unrealistic to think that, like, Harry Styles' character off, you know, virtual reality is, like, does he have the money to, like, make sure her she's not getting bed sores and, like, losing circulation? Is she wearing a diaper? Or having, like, muscle atrophy yeah, and shit like that. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, is he feeding her? Is it all IV? Like, what is happening? <laughs> you know? I like, think that, I think in the same way where you see real world Harry Styles look like a total, like, like incel, like, gross, like, fuckboy. <laughs> I think that when you see Florence Pugh in the real world, you should see her, like anemic and like yes. fucked up looking yes. you know and she looks like the, she looks the same she looks the same uh i love the fact that they make her like a surgeon or a doctor in the real world because yeah because you're like yeah she's smart <laughs> and then you're like yeah. oh harry styles you're a dumb piece of shit okay yeah she's a smart and she was like a smart independent right. woman with a career you right. know and who yeah. was taking and, care like, I, of I do being the breadwinner when he lost his job so yeah. yeah, and then him listening to his podcast is so good. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, the whole, like, a lot of that stuff is good, like, you know. Deep the, state with his, like, bad <clears throat> facial hair and his scraggly you got, you hair. You got a guy, he's really into Reddit and Joe Rogan, and he's just like, what if I can make my wife super safe in this in this alternate reality Yeah, 
you know, what if I just do that? What if she comes home every day and makes me dinner and gives me a drink and we have sex yeah. and I don't have to work, but I do work to be in this weird virtual reality land. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the um, the virtual reality of it all does like it just begs a lot of questions. It where, really does. Again, I don't I don't I don't need the movie to answer them because it's just like that's fine. Yeah. But like, you know, it does open the door to kind of like. Okay, so how how the fuck does this work? And and that always yeah. that goes to my other question too, where the movie is not so um, ambiguous and weird, where it can kind of just skate by on it being like metaphor exclusive. Yeah. Where it's just like you know, if it was like a very mysterious movie, and it ended on just being like, and it maybe it's even take place, it's more of like a question mark by the end of it. I wouldn't even fucking like ask about this no. shit. But they give us so much yeah. of the they spell it sci-fi out, element of it. For sure. Yeah, you're just like, all right, so like what's like what's up with this? How does uh how does Chris Pine's character like Paper. get funding yeah. to do this thing? Yeah. Are there are there like a, a legion of people? Are there like is there like a hierarchy? There's is it like Simpson like Stonecutters? Like, like how does that even work? It can't be just the one doctor. That doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> Yeah, also like it has to cost an ins- a literal insane amount of money. Insane. Yeah, so there's And Harry it doesn't seem like they're living in luxury. No, it doesn't seem before, like Harry you know? Styles even if they're squatting a in a one bedroom apartment would be able to afford the virtual reality land at all. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like So it's just stuff like that. I mean, yeah. you know, he's been trading crypto all day yeah. and his new NFT is blown up. But uh <laughs> Like it's one thing yeah, when you know. have um like did you see the Black Mirror episode, the San Junipero episode? I did. Like that's a great episode and that's sort of like this concept but done a little bit better. Like the idea of like oh, okay, if you're wealthy enough you can afford to have your consciousness after you die put into the supercomputer, but right. it's a program and blah, you know, it's sort of like yeah. that made a lot more sense. And the world building was so much better than this scenario where you're sort of just like, yeah, where are all these other people? We don't know where they're living. Clearly, like yeah. it's very heteronormative. Like we said, there weren't any gay couples <laughs> in victory or wherever no um and then like yeah the movie the movie also like you know it it seems like it's a commentary on like the you know golden age 50s uh heterosexual gender norms and like a woman's place it's very heavy-handed yeah it's very heavy-handed but then like when you learn it's this like virtual reality thing and you never have chris pine be like my values as a conservative Christian man are that the woman belongs in the, like that never is really even alluded to. It's just kind of like there in the movie, you know? And like, again, like I'm not necessarily asking for characters to like yell their philosophy at me, but it just doesn't like, it's, it's just none of it like thematically coalesces. You know, I really would have loved to have seen whatever dirty, scary Chris Pine looks like in the real world or same. If he's like, like I said, like a rich Jeffrey Bezos type character, if he's like, well, I have it pretty good, but I want it even better in my virtual reality world. So, yeah. Or he's like, uh, you know, like he's like a super old man on his deathbed. Oh, that's true. And, and in that world, he gets to be 
you know, the king of, of all things True. in that way. True. And he's and he's like looking for someone to like take over. So then it's almost like a, a Willy Wonka type situation right. where he's just like, and Harry Styles, I'm promoting you to like my position because in the real world I'm dying. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of like, uh, it would have been interesting to get like flashes of like what all these guys look like in the real world. Yeah. Maybe it's for the best that we're left like curious. Right. You know, that's cool. But. Or like Florence Pugh being like, what about the kids? Are the kids real kids? And He's just like, no, no, they're not real. But you don't really know that. So it would have been interesting to to be like that scenario yeah. of like, oh, if they are real, then that means they are kidnapped children. <laughs> so, yeah, you're just like, and if they're not real, yeah. then they're just like the most complex A.I. ever, ever invented. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, and I don't mean to get like too. the movie's not really like about that. No. But again, it's not it's not so like weird and ambiguous that like it isn't it, like it. It's not not about that, you know? Yeah, and then we have Olivia Wilde, like you said, that she finally just, like, spills her her whole yeah. motivation that... I know that this is fake, and I wanted to be here the whole time. You need to run! Yeah. And it's just like... And she's like, I lost my kids! It's just like, it's you just like, told me everything uh, about you in five... Like, all minute. And then she's like, hey, you have vomit. to run! <laughs> yeah, my at the end of the movie... Dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, totally like makes sense for like why no she is that way and why she's so committed to the bit up until the end it's just like yeah. okay you had a traumatic event and then you're too, like it seems like her husband is also knows so to me that would cancel out the comfort that you would get from that scenario you know like i almost i almost don't think that you need her i think it'd be more sinister and more fucked up if she knew but it's not about it's not about like oh I lost my kids but I get to have them here because she doesn't give a fuck about the kids. Every time she sees them, she like smokes a cigarette. She's like I don't care about these things. Yeah, and she lets Florence Pugh like fuck with them. I think it would have been more dastardly if she was just like I stay here because like you know, it's like um you know like Republican women who like being super subservient to their men or would vote for Trump or like I let Trump grab my pussy for her to be like yeah. All right, I'm starting to see the air in my ways. Maybe. I want you to go, yeah. but just so you know, I I like this. Yeah, this is good for me, and you should go. I think that's more impactful and interesting to see someone who's like totally like right victory pilled. You know, yeah, like so far gone. Yeah, or instead like, of just like kind of giving her an out of just being like my traumatic experience keeps me locked in this prison. Right, or like I don't know, or even. Even if she thought it was real and she thought that those were her kids and then you're like, no, sorry, those kids are fake. Your your kids in the real world are dead. You know, like if she yeah, didn't gone. know that and then was like, oh, fuck, get out of here, you know. <laughs> yeah, or she had to go or she was just like, I let myself get hypnotized. So I forgot about that. Right. But it, it seeps in the same way that yours yeah. does, you know, like. I thought it too, like they really don't go into it all the concept of like the women starting to realize that there are issues or that it's not real. Like the fact that some of them are starting to pick up on little glitches. Well, here and there. I think it's because it's, it's because if you go too close to the exit point, it'll take you out of your trance. It takes you out. Cause I think what happened to, to Margaret oh, is to that Lane's character. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think what it was, you see her like leave with her kid and they're in the desert, but maybe in actuality, she does like touch the thing like Florence Pugh does and eject because uh. it's it's what happens is when you eject, then you, you know, you don't get to see it, it would have been interesting to see a scene of Florence Pugh like 
uh, after, like, when you get the reveal of all this yeah. happening, get the scene of when she does leave. Because she must have had a moment where she wakes leaves, up in her bed. is cognizant, and then Harry Styles puts her back under. I know, that's fucked up. See, that's the thing. It's like, did Harry Styles put her back under? It doesn't seem he, like it. He def- well, he definitely he would did. To, and then when right? she's when she's under, yeah, I guess, like, the scenes where she's getting, like, electrodes and stuff yeah. like that, that's in the that's in the real world, I think. Is it? That's part of the know. reason why this movie doesn't work that well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it, kind of, it just it just makes you ask those questions, which are, I think, honestly distracting. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because is she getting treated in the real world or is that like another weird fucked up VR psychological? She's being tortured even there. I don't know. Yeah. How does that work? How does that work? Yeah. The eyeball things. Not great. No, <laughs> they didn't look good. I did like the scene of her, like the the montage of what she sees when she goes in and out of the oh yeah the place of like the dancers that turn into the iris and like the blood like drop it like like all that yes. stuff. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, like, all of the blonde ladies. Yes, all the blonde ladies dancing. So we get to the end. It it does title card. We hear a <gasps> that Florence Pugh wakes up. Yeah. Florence Pugh is still fucking chained to the bed, like all f- And has a dead and has a dead Harry Styles. And has a dead Harry Styles. So it is full on Gerald's game. Like it is like spouse died in the bed with you, but you're chained up, bitch, and no one knows where you are. Yeah. So it's not really the moment of victory no. I think this movie like wants you to have. It's not, because that's like a whole nother thing. Like how the hell That's a whole other movie. Yeah, how the hell are you <laughs> yeah. getting out of there? Exactly. Yeah, so. for sure. For sure. Oh, D, do you think that this movie, I have a two-parter question. Okay. Do you think that this movie says a lot about the the female condition and feminism and, follow-up question, does it have to? It doesn't say anything new. I would, Fair. I would say, yeah, sure, it's, it's making opinions about the female condition or the role of women or, but it's, it's not, it's treading territory that has been done both dramatically and satire or comedy many times before. So it's treading it lightly. Right. So it's just like, Mm. okay, I guess like I get it. You didn't have to explain it blow by blow for me. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that this movie by being even a little bit about that stuff or kind of like saying it is, do you think that like it has an obligation to be be better about the way it handles its theme? Do you think a movie that has these themes has a responsibility to, to treat it with maybe more gravitas and depth? I mean, it'd be nice. (laughs) It'd be nice if it had a little more depth to it, but I don't think it's, you know, maybe she intended for that to be the case, but it, yeah, the execution isn't there for sure. Yeah, she did intend for it. Yeah, it did not. It didn't pay <laughs> off in that way. I mean, I think it's it's cool to see Florence Pugh flashback, seeing like her being a surgeon, and maybe it would have been another way to do that is to show what some of the other women are in the real world and just like show that dichotomy of 
the types of people that are then putting their spouses or girlfriends into this place with them. But I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that would I think it could have been interesting. Yeah. It could have been an interesting, like, path to go where, like, if they got to the twist sooner and you got to see more of these women yeah. in their real lives and what got taken away from them, right. maybe that's something, like, you know... That's something you could do if, like, if this was a show. Right. It would certainly be, like, vignettes of all the women and right. why they're here and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I think a movie, like... I think a movie that, like, is... You know, seemingly... a It's a movie that seems like it's about, like, women being put in their gender-normed place and... And, uh, are you know, just shackled by uh, the the gender constraints of society. But it, yeah, it doesn't really like, you know, it's it's kind of like old, it's, it's like old news in the sense of just like, I don't think that these are like the same problems that women like today deal with. Like, I think that like the problems that women deal with that is inherent to their gender have evolved into newer, even probably even scarier problems or like something yeah. like Handmaid's I mean, Tale. Like, I'm sure there, there definitely still is this level, like this base level, but maybe not for the audience that's going to see this movie. So like, sure. This, that's fair. Like this type of blatant sexism is happening around the world in plenty of countries, age groups, cultures, for sure. Like, the idea yeah. of having the female be subservient, of being able to essentially sexually assault your partner if you feel like it because you're the man, or, you know, all right. those aspects. But, um, but yeah, it's not really, like you said, it's not modernized for the type of person that might be going to check this movie out. So it is a little weird. It feels dated. It feels like a very pretty Twilight Zone episode, but not in yeah. a great way. And then, like... I think when you yeah. have something like... We have something like Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Which is like, you know, a show that I couldn't really watch after season three because I was like, it is just Ooh, it's, a nightmare. It's I, hard to watch. I'm going right? to watch the new season, but I haven't started it yet because it is rough. Yeah. It's a rough time. But I think that like the way that that show handles like using gender dynamics is a lot more like, you know, it's, it's used to like a frightening degree. Yeah. And it also like... The biggest takeaway from something like Handmaid's Tale is that it is a sci-fi show about this stuff. And you as an audience member are just like, fuck, I could see see how this happens. I could see the chipping away of women's rights leading to this. And I can and I see like how like the men in power will do these things to remain in power and will like slowly make this happen. Whereas in this movie, I feel like that stuff is like there, but none of the like reasoning is. Yeah. You also have the like you know, the Gemma Chan Shelley character, the wife of yeah, what's her deal of Chris Pine, which is weird because like is she <clears throat> like you said you know the version of of Bunny of Olivia Wilde where she would be like the believer where she's like yeah I stand by my man I stand by this like agenda I fuck with this yeah but because it seems like she kills him at the end yeah, though like, like why is she kill so him at the on end? board but then she kills him exactly so you're sort of like this doesn't make sense but then you're like is Claire she- Claire yelled it was like it was her the whole time oh. when we were watching the movie and I don't think that's what it is but I think that would have been great that would have been really interesting to have a woman be the suppressor be the one of who, other women yeah in that scenario but it's also kind of like well is she going to be the boss now? 
if this place continues because uh, it doesn't seem like the dudes are going to want to go along with that. So no. how's that going to work? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Is it, are we to assume it's all going to blow up because now Florence Pugh's going to wake up. So she's going to, but she doesn't necessarily know where any of yeah. these people are. Well, it's like weird. Cause like none of the characters seem overtly sexist, but like yeah. the, the world and the paradigms are sexist. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, when you, when I say that out loud, it sounds like, yes. And that's what the movie's trying to say. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. I don't think the movie is trying to say that. I don't think, I think the movie, you know, could have done more to like, there is no character that like has an omission of being like a sexist person. Sure. You know, there, there are moments of like microaggressions, which is like, honey, don't do this. Or like, please don't like act this way. But like, I feel like there's not like enough that really shows me that this is like in a like sexist world, you know? I mean, the fact that none of the women have jobs, like sure that they're all kind of just they're vibing they're vibing but like they don't quite understand why none of them have jobs like they're very they're all forced into like the domestic role they're all forced yeah. to listen to chris pine's stream of consciousness podcast mixtape all it's day just, long like it's just sydney chandler <laughs> just, and kate berlin yeah. that are the two that don't know what's up yeah right? yeah it just seems like yeah. they haven't figured it out yet yeah and the and the fact the fact that the one character's pregnant, you're like, is she only pregnant in VR world? She has to be. She has to be only pregnant in VR. I think. You think? Because otherwise, I think that's. I think that's like, like the a whole host thing. of yeah. other issues with that. Like you're just like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think that's why no one gives a shit that she's drinking because she's not really, not really pregnant. pregnant. I mean, that's what you yeah. would hope. But uh, yeah, that'd be ideal. <laughs> you know. But yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't mean to come across like, you know, this movie doesn't have like characters being sexist. Oh, no, or no, like I know Because they are, you know? But it's like yeah. a very, it's like a large, it's like a large zoom out sexism. It's not like yeah. super specific. Yeah. I don't know. When, when Get Out like deals with racism before, before it gets to like big existential racism. Yeah, oh, there's so like, much. I feel like that movie does a, yeah. do, the movie does a really good job of like tackling like microaggressions totally. and like kind of like totally. the the little racist moments that can happen in just like conversation, yep. you know? Yep. And I feel like this movie, it just, it, it's just like, it, it just kind of like is a little too gentle with sexist themes. Sure. Is that fair to say? Like it's using kids gloves to talk about these things like well, it's, pretty damning thematics. It's doing it like it's sort of like taking it like WandaVision where it's taking it like 1950s sitcom, but in WandaVision that was sort of played tongue in cheek and yeah. then hit you hard when you realize she had these fondness for these shows because of like her childhood and growing up and stuff like that. But this doesn't have that. It's like there's no satire to it. There's no like actual thing to ground it to make you be like ooh okay I understand the seriousness of this it's just sort of like isn't this serious and weird and you're kind of like eh, yeah. I, I guess sort of yeah I suppose <laughs> you're like they're just pretty and they're yelling and now Harry Styles is dancing like a monkey for Chris Pine and <laughs> Yeah, that scene. I thought that scene was really weird. It was all weird because now because that's that's before the the like the twist happens. Yeah, but I think that that's so then like it's just some like heavy hinting. 
Well, what does he get promoted to then? You know, I think that that's all fake because it's like a reveal earlier that Chris Pine knows Florence Pugh knows. You know, so I feel like yeah. it's like a specific power move to be like, "Hey, Florence Pugh, guess what? We're gonna promote your husband to senior bullshit yeah. bullshit." Just because I think it would have been, I think maybe it would have been more interesting because Harry Styles has like it's it's kind of like a throwaway line where he's just like I have to go back into the real world and work to support this. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been maybe more interesting if he like actually does work for Chris Pine in the real world and maybe he's like a coder of this world yeah. and maybe he does. Maybe that's what he's implying. He's like I actually go yeah. wrangle up women and do this thing, or like I'm like he, a recruiter. Yeah, I feel you know? like the reality of the film is like he has some like shitty job. To try and pay for it, but I know it yeah. would be, yeah. I do like the idea. I was thinking about this a lot, like, and like a friend of mine was just like, "Is, is Harry Styles really that bad in the movie?" I was like, "The movie has a plot twist that almost gives his bad performance an out, because it makes sense that he wouldn't be good at acting in that VR world because he's actually like an incel weirdo yes. in real life." <laughs> So I kind of thought I was just like, it kind of is funny. It's like he has like everyone's like his performance is so bad. I'm like, technically he's kind of like playing his bad acting kind of like works yeah. for his character, yeah. you know? Yeah. Also, I think when he's in the real world, he, he plays that pretty good. He does. He's just like, you know, petulant man, baby. Yeah. And it is also funny that the ideal version of Harry Styles, like he actually looks like his 1950s handsome counterpart. Totally. Like, I think that's like very funny. Yeah. His hair is perfect. <laughs> yeah. He's a good looking man. He's a good looking guy. <laughs> Uh, D, do you have anything else you want to add about Don't Worry, Darling? Uh, nah, nah. I think I think we're good. Yeah, I think we covered it. I kind of want to yeah. just watch The Village. <laughs> it's like The Village. When we, you and Claire were just like, oh, it's like The Village. That's like, that was like my favorite part of the movie. We're like, it's like The Village. Oh, hey, God, hey, hey, it's, it's like, like, the, like The Village. It's like The Village. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was so good. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I had a good time watching yeah. it. Um, I just think that, like, yeah, I just think that, like, thematically, it's, like, it really wants you to think it's saying one thing. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think it's really, I don't think it's really saying right. that. <laughs> or, like, it's not saying it that well or that interestingly, right. you know. It's like, aren't we smart? Isn't this shocking? Yeah. And you're like, no, not that shocking. <laughs> I think if the movie was, like, more surreal and satire yeah. that could have been cool or if it was more sci-fi horror movie yeah. where like isn't this like a horrific thing that we're doing to these women because it's like it is yeah. a horrific thing that they're doing but like it's not like as focused upon I know it could have gotten a little further into like the fucked upness of the VR when it's not working like a, yeah a like almost like the, the sci-fi body horror yeah type, like of her being know? like almost like sleep paralysis where she's like oh shit I yeah. know something's wrong but I can't actually do anything about it and yeah yeah I think the movie's just like a little gun shy with like really trying to be about something yeah. and then I also think like it's it's too mysterious in like the wrong ways <laughs> It just like hold, it just like holds its cards a little close to its yeah. chest too late, and then it's like, and now it's all here, and it's just like, I don't. My children are ah, dead. Run! My children are dead. You, you need go. to get out. It's yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think the I think the world is like interesting. Like the bones of it is interesting, right. and like you know. But I think maybe I find it interesting because it's like shit I've seen before. Yeah, we've all seen a utopia right. 
gone awry movie. That's true. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, D, this is not the only podcast <laughs> on Story Screen. No, Storyscreen.com is a host of many podcast articles and reviews. So head over to our website to check out all of the amazing content that we do. Uh, also go to our website to see showtimes for our brick and mortar movie theater yeah. located in Beacon, New York. While you're there, you can go over to Wonder Bar and get some tapas or a cocktail, whatever suits your fancy, uh, and uh, brunch. Yeah, and they do brunch. And uh, so you do that. I'm pumping out an article or review every month, so you can you can read all kinds of crazy stuff good and bad over there myself bernadette gorman white damian masterson ria Banerjee. uh we're all pumping out some some article content if that is more your substance so feel free to check it out yeah uh we talked about it briefly uh i do a show at the end of every month uh starting two months ago called stories Screen reports where i take the top uh, news stories and film, TV, and entertainment, and we uh, discuss it and, and react to the news together. Uh, D, you were just on the last episode. That a was lot a lot of fun. of fun. Yeah, good stuff. Check a it really out. A really good time. Please check it out. It's some interesting <laughs> things we get to talk about. It's very exciting. Um, so that's been a pet project of mine. And yeah, and we uh, should be launching our Patreon soon, yeah. I think. Yes, we've been doing work to get it ready. So hopefully that. We'll be coming out soon. We'll have more to announce when that is ready. But uh, D, until then, yeah. stay tuned. But for now, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> you got to get out of here. You got to My kids are dead. <laughs>